Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's International Star Trek Day which means this show is ready to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel. I just can't do it, Captain. I do it have the power. Cheeseman. <laughs> this is Chad. C is for champion. So wash. And on this week's show, why women are swiping left on LinkedIn. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. And Tom Brady's retirement is really taking off. Let's do this. Oh, so bad. <laughs> how was your How was your Labor Day weekend? Summer's Summer's over. It was great. Uh, went to Edisto Island, just about an hour from Charleston. I spent a long weekend there with some family, doing some golf. Uh, spent some time in Charleston. Then I came back mm-hmm. ooh, in Bradley. Oh yeah, yep. from Candidate Hub sent me the Red Bank which is uh, I've never had before. I mean, it's Canadian. I don't generally choose Canadian, but when it's sent to me, Bradley, you know I'm going to drink it. Yeah, he sent me a, a bottle of Lafrogue, your favorite. So bad. Favorite. Very oh. nice. Very nice bottle. I went to the opposite side or end of the country. I went to Minnesota. And it was uh, hotter. It was hotter probably than where you were. It was in the 90s, <laughs> was. for God's sakes. And yeah. uh, my wife is a huge Pearl Jam fan. Went to see them on uh, Saturday night uh, during the day. We went to go see North Dakota State University football at the oh. uh, U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play, which is a very okay. cool stadium. It's very nice. It's pretty brand new. Yes. And uh, yeah. North Dakota, it's cool. they, they party, man. They know how to like, uh, you know, Carson Wentz. <laughs> they have a really proud... Football program. What, They've won what like else can 17 national t- Yeah, it's like North Dakota. Snow and football I mean, uh, and beer, yeah, probably. Right. But Minneapolis goats. is uh, it's it's a nice city. We had a good time in Minneapolis. Pearl Jam okay. still brings it. They ended it with Purple Rain, which was a great uh, ending Very to smart. that show. Uh, apparently, smart. they're doing in every city sort of, you know, they did a cheap trick cover when they did Chicago. They're coming here to Indy this weekend. I will be there. I'm going to go with Mellencamp cover if they're going to do an Indiana, Indiana. Like little Pink Houses or some something. The Jack and you Diane. Do small Town, right? Like Small Town would get everybody oh, hyped up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So anyway, good time. Fall is here. Conference season yes. is here. Football is here. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty psyched up. It is here. And uh, we had our fantasy football draft last night. That's right, kids. Go ahead and go through the draft report. It, it, was, it was a pretty quick draft, which I like. I, I like that we had the, a quicker draft. Uh-huh. The ones that I'm usually sitting through are like an hour and a half, two hours. This was less than an hour, which is fucking perfect. This is no child's game. Like if you, oh, no. when you play Chad and Cheese Fantasy, you're on the clock. <laughs> this is like this is like time chess. Like you got you got to make decisions quickly, quickly, baby. You get you get an extra flex on our in our league, which includes a quarterback. Mm. So you can play two quarterbacks, which also means with twelve people, the good QBs, man, they start they start getting sucked up fast. Oh yeah. So we saw that happen. I, we have a we have because I took two QBs right out of the gate yeah. because I was twelfth in the snake draft. 
And I'm like, fuck this. I'm switching shit up. Yeah. I'm going two fucking QBs <laughs> right out of the gate. And that's what I did. Yeah, and I, I, I picked 11th. So I was right there with you. Uh, yeah. We have a pretty short bench. So yes. if you have an injury Five. or you know something bad happens, there's oh, yeah. not a lot of talent left. Now for you to like weed through the, you know, the, the dead uh, talent that's in the NFL. So it's a tough league, but it's a fun league. I'm pretty excited. Let's go down the grades. Uh, if you're not familiar with fantasy Yahoo ESPN after the draft, they give you a grade typical ABCDF. Mm. Uh, here's a breakdown right. of, of how we did uh, Jasper, our European uh, delegate got an A plus yes. uh, big jets fan, big football fan. So that doesn't surprise yeah. me, even though he's from Europe. <laughs> Uh, your boy here, the roundabout, uh, got a got an A plus as well, which I'm really proud of. Which actually, I got A plus in my other draft, which means I'm going to finish last in both of them. <laughs> Brent Low C B plus. You got a B minus. Uh, Michelle mm-hmm. Sargent C plus, which she uh, cleverly said C is for champion, so she kind of spun it. I can't believe she's bringing out the C word already. Yeah, jo- Joe Dixon, the fan, the factory fix representative who's sponsoring mm. fantasy football, came in with a C. So he's no smoking Joe. He's more of an average Joe at this point in the league. <laughs> uh, uh, Kristen Urban, uh, C. Dina Perro, C. Dennis Tupper, last year's champion, C minus. Uh, Marcy Mall, D. Uh, Dean Ostner, D minus. Jill Patterson, D minus. No one got an F, but there were some bad <laughs> grades on this one. We'll see. It starts tonight. Yes. Uh, you'll be listening to this on Friday, so you will have known that uh, the Chiefs Lions, uh, it starts tonight. I'm, I'm fired yep. up. I'm fired up. My it wife is. is in Europe, so I have carte blanche to watch as much football as i want my six-year-old is going to od on ipad time and i don't care should be ipad he should be ODing on nfl time <laughs> yeah. that's what he should did be i doing. say six yeah he's not quite uh not quite there <laughs> what, but, what was uh, i doing yeah. always six come on anyway on your picks who are you like most excited about give us a couple of players that you're really uh into that you got Maybe some steals. Yeah, I didn't get any steals, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I had a couple in mind, and I think you took a couple of them because uh, you were right before me, and I was like, fuck. And don't think I didn't think about that. Don't think I didn't yeah. think about, like, who yeah. would Chad take if I don't take them? And I don't just take, like, the, the next ranked that ESPN or Yahoo says, right? I'm, like, I'm like gleaning down through. And I even had uh, Zeke. I had Elliot. I was like, okay, he's going to get some time this year. I know he is. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick him a little bit later and it was like right before i was going to pick him you didn't pick him somebody else did i was like fuck yeah i've got a obviously a good team b minus pretty cool with that but yeah i think lamar jackson and joe burrow being my quarterbacks are are, are the highlights no question yeah i think zeke has adopted my diet uh regiment because he's looking more <laughs> like the fridge than he is uh the zeke that we know uh maybe he'll he'll Punching a lot of uh, touchdowns like the the fridge did back in the 80s. Possibly. So a lot of people pick quarterbacks first out the gate, which is not traditionally yeah. a fantasy strategy. No. It's get the receivers, no. get the high yeah. like the high yardage guys. Uh, so I was happy at picking at 11th that Kelsey was around. So I just said, screw it. Like he's a good 10 plus every, every day, but he's yeah. got a bone bruise apparently so we'll see how that goes not your typical tight end yeah trevor lawrence pretty boy he i picked him last year and he started blowing up at the end i think he's gonna have a really solid season uh i'm i'm excited about him otherwise starters are pretty good but my bench is crap my bench is a whole lot of like (laughs) odell beckham jr (laughs) like dalvin cook hopefully he'll play like so i 
again, this league is not for the week week of no. of heart, man. It's it's a tough league. So every week we'll start going down the leaderboards. We'll we'll have this adventure together, uh, and I'm really excited. I'm sure the Europeans are really excited to listen about fantasy football. Thanks, Factory Fix. Well, they should be. It's the the top grossing sport in the world. Are you kidding me? Come on, come on. <laughs> shout out. Okay, I'm going to do something here that's going to shock a bunch of you. Uh, shout out to Indeed. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm sorry. Did you say yes. Indeed? Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, shout out to Indeed for offering. Listen up, kids. Transgender employees who want to relocate for care or support a $10,000 benefit to cover their moving relocation expenses. So eligible employees will receive approval to, to relocate to a state or jurisdiction where they will be able to access the care and support they need. Can you imagine that? We're in the United States of a fucking America and people have to relocate to a state or jurisdiction mm-hmm. where they are able to access the care and support they need. Missy Gaither, the VP of DEIB at Indeed said, quote, our transgender, non-binary and gender non-conforming colleagues are integral to our business and culture at Indeed, end quote. In a time when many states in the U.S. are reverting back to 1930s mentality, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, taking away women's rights, creating obstacles for voters, banning books, wanting to build walls and not embracing child labor laws. That's the short list, kids. Government, federal, state, and local who should be protecting their citizens are failing to do so. And instead, companies like Indeed, which I'm giving props to right now, they're actually having to protect their employees one way or another. So you all know I'm not a fan of Indeed, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, shout out to Indeed for stepping up. So you you brought the red meat on the first one. I'm going to come with a big yep. lollipop for mine on shout out. So <laughs> Chad, who doesn't love a little rich girl, Sarah Smile, or some She's Ooh. Gone by Holland Oats? Am I right? Well, oh yeah. The next time the Wi-Fi goes out and the data plan is running dry, <laughs> you can get your Holland Oats fix by getting this. Calling seven one nine. Two six oats. That's right. Colin oats. Calling oats. Colin oats. Get it? You get a computerized woman's voice telling you what numbers to press to hear uh-huh. one of four Holland Oats oh, great songs. Very nice. Why does this exist? Why the hell not? I say yeah. you can you can go mm. for that, you man eater. Shout out <laughs> to Colin Oats. <laughs> no can do. My next shout out again. Can't believe this, kids, but it's to Elon Musk. Uh, apparently, Twitter has lost 90% of its value and could be worth just $4 billion compared to the $40 billion uh, Elon paid for it. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, advertisers like the MyPillow guy could make up the advertising losses after <laughs> Elon took over and allowed hate groups back on the platform. Uh, shout out to the once rocket ship, now lead balloon we once knew as Twitter. Have you been to Whataburger? It's a Southern thing. It's a Texas thing for sure. No. Uh -uh. All right. Before there was Five Guys and a lot of the others, there was Whataburger. Freshly served, Mm. really good custom burgers. Anyway, Whataburger, and Texans will know who this is, has opened its first digital kitchen in Austin, Texas. That means it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 364 a year. They are closed on Christmas Day because that's is how flippy in there. That's how, I mean, Davy, how's this work? that's how Davy Crockett uh, would have wanted it. The digital kitchen does not have any interior seating areas 
areas and customers can only order food through the Whataburger app or the website. And it's no cash, of course. Humans still cook the food, Chad, but let's be honest, that will change eventually. Shout out gotcha. to Whataburger. The staple of my high school diet was a double-double with jalapenos. You can't go wrong with that. And now I'm, <laughs> now I'm really, really hungry. Well, we've been saying, again, Chad and Cheese t-shirts on the socials. Uh, and and I got to say, kids, if you're out there and you don't know how to get free stuff, we're not just talking about t-shirts. We're talking about t-shirts from JobGet, of course. Whiskey, that's two bottles of whiskey, one from yours truly and the other from the Cheese Man, uh, from Text Colonel. Beer, craft beer, not this bullshit Coors Light or something like, you know, yeah. not, none of that, but craft beer from Aspen Tech Labs. Uh, all of this delivered straight to your front door, not by Chad and Cheese. We've got UPS and FedEx that, that does that. Um, but then we have birthdays. Oh, kids, rumwithplum.io. And if you have a birthday, really? guess what? You can win can you rum feel the tension from Plum. In the air right now? <laughs> I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right, Chad. Uh, another another trip around the sun for some of our listeners. It's a short list today. It's a short list. It's just been okay, kind of okay. big lately, so we're going to okay. crank through these. Alicia Bookler, Alan Bourne, Laura Martinelli, James Ellis, our friends, oh. and Kari Kwas all celebrating. Happy birthday! Another trip around the sun. Happy birthday to them. Is it Kari or is it Carrie? Kari Kwas. Mm-hmm. Oh man, my liver Brought is Brought to you by Shaker Recruitment Marketing Kids. That's right, Chad and Cheese Adventures and or let's say travel. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday, the 12th of September at the Tin Roof on Broadway is the pre-Wreckfest party. Thanks to our friends at Plum.io and Aaron App. Uh, hot chicken on the stick, top shelf booze and music. Uh, I mean, it's Nashville, so you're getting music whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this is the start. This is next week. But remember, if you come to the party, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So don't go getting your ass all crazy hungover for the next day because Wednesday, mm-hmm. Joel and I are going to be emceeing the Disrupt Stage, which is all about technology and tomfoolery with our friends, Alyn and Tracy from the newly formed Brash and Boozy Podcast. Apparently, they uh, trashed the the talent rebel cast, and they're now going with brash and boozy, boozy, which I like. The evolution I like. And then Shelly and Serge from the Recruitment Flex are going to be on stage with us. After that, we've got a post party. We've got an after party. Uh, on Thursday, we're going to finish up Wreckfest and then roll over to the after party booze cruise, thanks to the team at Hack-A-Job. That's right. Hack-A-Job is going to be there. And because of Hack-A-Job... Mm-hmm. We're going to have Hattie B's barbecue all right, all right, and all, all right. the booze you can handle. Probably more booze than you can handle, but, you know, we're going to have a lot of booze. Don't fall off the boat, people. Please. <laughs> please. Everyone has to sign a waiver, which I thought was great. Yes. Only a, only a Chad and Cheese party does a waiver need to be signed. Then we're going to find ourselves in Vegas. That's right. Uh, two days uh, on the Expo Hall at HR Tech. 
Obviously, we're going to be drinking, eating, doing interviews in the Fuel 50 booth two days in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to thank Fuel 50 for uh, letting us crash uh, at their place in Vegas. So big shout out to Fuel 50. If you want to see us, come to the Fuel 50 booth there at HR Tech. That's going to be a big show, kids. Then a few days later, we're leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when we'll be back again. Yes, we're hopping on a plane for what? Unleash. Unleash World in Paris. Uh, if you're a vendor or a practitioner in Europe and you're not going to Unleash, what's wrong what, with what's you? What's your problem? What, what's going on? What's, what, what's going you? on here? Seriously, get your ass to Paris. Check out uh, great tech, meeting amazing people, and you know, buy us a drink or two while you're there. Mm -hmm. All of this wonderful stuff. You can find at chadcheese.com slash events or just go to chadcheese.com. Click the events in the upper right-hand corner. And, and also there's a free link there too if you want to sign up for free stuff. Did you say Serge and Shelly are joining us at RecFest? Take off, Lee. We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. <laughs> Love it. By the way, Stephen McGrath confirmed for Paris, baby. Yes. Topics. Well, let's start with something we haven't in a while. Playoffs. Layoffs. Oh, that's right. Layoffs in the industry. Let's let's start with the big one first. Our friends at talent.com, speaking of Canada, formerly uh -huh. Nouveau, headquartered in Quebec, technically yes. Montreal, I believe, or specifically Montreal. So talent.com had a big round of layoffs. It's a little unsure about how many, but uh, someone in, inside told me that it was definitely a bigger cut than the 18 to 20% that happened in April, which by the way, 18 to 20 is pretty wow. big. So if it's bigger yes. than that, then this wow. is, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say A-bomb level uh, layoffs, no. but this was certainly a big one. Apparently a lot of sales and customer service teams took a big hit. Remember, Talent.com took $120 million, spent a lot of money on the Talent.com domain. They were supposed to give Indeed a run for their money. So far, I'd say uh, things aren't going so well at this point on that uh, strategy. Uh, as well, layoffs at HackerRank. Our friends at Hank Rank said goodbye to 53 employees, apparently. Atlas laid off 30%. Uh, Atlas, we don't talk wow. a lot about, but they raised $220 million Ooh. so far. Uh, they yeah. laid off 150 people. A company called Join, which I've never heard of, but they were on the list mm -hmm. at uh, layoffs.fyi. And Pegasystems, which is a public company, laid off 4%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it did impact 240 people in the process. And that is... Playoffs? layoffs for the week. I think it's interesting because, you know, we, we always look at some of these other like indeed competitors and we're like, what are you going to do different? Right. Especially from a product uh, deliverable standpoint for employers mm -hmm. to be able to drive revenue. And if you take a look at them, I just can't see anything differently. I mean, there are some of like, uh, let's say for instance, ZipRecruiter, right. They have Phil. That, that does nothing for me as an employer, yeah. right? That is more of a job seeker experience thing. It's still not something that's huge, big fucking deal. But talent, I mean, what have they done that is revolutionary, innovative, or anything like that, that really differentiates itself from Indeed? I, I can't think of anything. And if you can't, you can expect to to, to wither and fail. And that's, and that's what sucks. I I'd really, I know they're Canadian all and Canadians aren't the most innovative in the world, but there is some really good tech that's happening up there. And I would expect them to, you know, shit or get off the pot, man, get, get on that innovation train. 
Blackberry's coming back, Chad. Watch what you say about the Canadians and innovation. Blackberry is coming back. Rim jobs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's pivot from that to deal. That's D-E-E-L has come under scrutiny for facilitating financial payments for prop trading companies, which are known for their questionable practices. These prop trading Mm. firms struggle to find financial partners because they promise customers the chance to trade using company capital and share in profits. Out of 21 reviewed prop trading firms, 17 of the 21 used deal for payouts some involving cryptocurrency. Deal has defended its actions, stating that its involvement with these companies accounts for less than 1% of its revenue and that it conducts KYC or know your clients checks on all their customers. U.S. regulators may investigate Deal's role in these transactions. Mm-hmm. Chad, big deal, little deal, or you see what I did there? No deal. Atlas, as a matter of fact, one of the, one of their one of their competitors. Um, we just talked about in layoffs. So when you're in startup land, you're moving fast and you're doing it, it, well, and you're breaking shit, right? But you're doing everything that you can to find customers and drive MRR and ARR. So Deal has taken nearly six hundred and eighty million dollars in funding, and at this point, I would assume they are moving fast and breaking as much as they possibly can. Uh, now, I remember back in the early two thousands when we started getting scam jobs on job boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't ready for that. We, I mean, we were naive and, and didn't know how people with malintent would scam people using job postings. Well, we found out. Uh, so back in the day, we started instituting standard operating procedures around who can and who can't post, including, you know, some, some QAQC to, to, to make sure that we were doing it right. This being less than 1% of their revenue should be simple. You just cut away the fat, yep. right? It's fairly simple. It, this is an optics play uh, and it's it's an obviously an issue. Uh, if you've ever traveled in the UK, this is for our UK listeners, mm-hmm. for our Europe listeners, uh, you'll be used to hearing the phrase, see it, say it, sorted. That was a horrible British accent, by the way, Chad. That, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not good at it anyway. This is just ensures that if somebody sees something wrong, they say something about it and it'll get sorted out. Uh, deal needs to make to not make excuses mm-hmm. and just get this sorted out. It's it's not a big deal. It's less than one percent of their revenue, and they can easily just chunk this off and say, "Hey, sorry, but have a nice day." Yeah. My first thought was, "Holy shit!" The information is covering a company in our space that isn't like LinkedIn or Indeed. Uh, mm. If you know the information, it's a subscription only site. Uh, most of their stories are like Tesla, Apple, like big brands yeah. that we all know. So the fact that they even covered deal to me was kind of a big deal. Uh, and sorry, but 680 million in funding, like a $12 billion valuation. Yeah. That's why they so care. That's my, fir- my first <laughs> sense was that my second was like, yeah, they're startup startups do stupid shit. It's grow at all costs, especially when you take as much money as you, as you have. Yeah. The, the, the best thing they can do is like come out and say, look, we've parted ways with these organizations. Like we don't want to because if it's one percent, you know, like the PR from it would be would be more would be worth doing it. Um, yes. And in fact, today, uh, Rippling came out and said uh, that they have cut ways with any prop trading companies uh, that they're doing business with. So it's too easy. Rippling said, hey, here, we're going to do it. So are you going to do it? Uh, I got to think by this week, they will have cut ties with with these companies that they're doing business with. Oh, yeah. So deal is crushing it, by the way. Um, I think it's worth noting yeah. that while 
so many of our in our space are either laying off or freezing headcount. Deal has increased their headcount 166% in the past six months, 321% in the last year, and over 1,000% in the last two years. Their like headcount, and assuming that they're making money to justify these headcounts, yeah. they are clearly crushing it based on how many people they're adding to the company, um, while many others are cutting back um, or not doing anything at all. So I think it's worth it's worth saying like, yeah, they fucked up, but they are growing like a weed and uh, they are one to watch. When we talk about Deal, Remote, Oyster, Velocity Global, like all these companies, like who's going to own this space? Deal mm-hmm. might be in the first place spot, man. We've got to remember they they've got nearly seven hundred million dollars in funding, so uh, they they might they might be playing the sugar rush game, yeah. and and we fooled ourselves into believing in in late twenty 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 one and and some of twenty twenty two that that would be the new norm. Uh, and and this is killing expectations right now. So we're we're literally seeing companies um, like the Fang companies for the most part, who literally was trying to starve the market by buying up talent mm-hmm. and getting talent literally to do nothing. Uh, but they were keeping the talent away from their competitors. I don't think that uh, that deal is doing this, although they they could see some fatigue. Uh, when it comes to that much hiring, uh, there are tons and tons of competitors out there for, for them now. Um, I thought it was interesting, though, in the news that there was a report that they might buy Papaya Global, who also took $444.5 million in funding and have 750 employees. That's the, the the total on LinkedIn. So this is going to be an interesting space to watch. EOR, I think is hot. Yeah, I, I really do. There's a lot of sizzle, Chad. Let's see if there's state. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. All right. Well, let's go to a company that we do talk about quite a bit, LinkedIn. Mm. A new survey reveals that 91%, I said 91% of female LinkedIn users experience unwelcome advances resembling Tinder-like encounters. Many women confront senders, but it affects their LinkedIn activity in a negative way. Some women have left LinkedIn, le- left LinkedIn due to the issue, and they suggest increasing awareness, stricter guidelines, and bans for repeat offenders. LinkedIn expressed concern and urged reporting such behavior, Chad. What are your thoughts? Have you ever had this happen to you on LinkedIn? Has anybody like connected with you and then said, hey, and they start getting like these stupid intimate types of like catfishing conversations? They're usually from Ukraine and their account is banned a week later because they're probably not a real person. (laughs) Exactly. So I understand there's a much different expectation for your experience on LinkedIn versus Grindr, Tinder, and hell, at this point, even Twitter right now, but it's still the internet. I receive requests like that on LinkedIn about five times a month that are total bullshit catfishing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I used to not look at the person's profile before connecting because I thought, eh, you know, any, any connection is a good connection, right? Yeah, no, not in 2023. It's not. Yeah. Um, I've had women or people posing to be women start intimate chats right out of the gate. And I've also had proud boys like people connect with me. And the next thing I know, I have all this radical bullshit in my feed, right? So my suggestion is 
don't quit the LinkedIn's. Just focus like on any other social network on taking a look at who is asking asking to connect first and foremost. Uh, if And then if you do connect and have this issue, report or block them, right? Mm-hmm. And in this story that this uh, lady was talking about, the first thing the guy asked is, okay, what's your bra size? Screenshot that shit, mm-hmm. put it on LinkedIn, and shame the fuck out of that dude. I mean, seriously, public shaming is probably one of the best ways to get these fuckers to quit acting like assholes. Yeah. So my first thought was – and Twitter slash X wants to be the next LinkedIn. You think this is a problem on LinkedIn? Wait till yeah, X no starts, you know, doing some shit like this. The other thing was like, why doesn't an all female LinkedIn exist? How come no one's thought of that? Like, no men. Bumble, Bumble Buzz, Bumble, right? Like, men could be on Bumble, Bumble Buzz. Biz. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a. I think they have to be. Don't they have to be invited on or no? The dating site. Ah, okay. I've been out of it too long, but I think the dating site is <laughs> the women. The women initiate the conversation. Yes, Bumble yeah. Buzz, Bumble Biz, biz, you, you, biz yeah. I think it's male female. You can anyone can. Okay. Do, it's a separate app, but there's no all female. Like Fairy God Boss kind of could do it, but they they didn't. So anyway, those were two thoughts that came to my my head. The wife and I went to go see Barbie uh, recently, and I don't I don't think you've seen it yet. No. You're one of the only few people in America, apparently, that have it. So yeah. my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter went to go see it before uh, we did. And so apparently there's like, you get choked up at the end. There's a sad part. And Barbie? On Barbie. Yeah. Jesus. So okay. I'm sitting there watching Barbie. And at the end, my wife, who, if you know my wife, pretty tough as nails in terms of like showing emotion and crying. And like, she kind of starts tearing up. I'm watching it like, what the hell is she? Like, what? why there's no dog dying there's no uh you know parent (laughs) in in the hospital like there's no obvious reason to old yeller to cry Uh and when i said like honey you got to explain to me the ending and why that's such a tearjerker clearly for you yeah and her response was based like you don't understand don't worry about it it's a like it's a woman thing you wouldn't understand yeah when i thought about this story i thought these like women deal with shit so like we can't even comprehend the shit constantly day in and day out that women deal with and we've you know we get a ukrainian prostitute like (laughs) we we laugh it off but they get this shit every day harassment and what's your bra size i I don't even know what people are saying but these little microaggressions they got to deal with every day it's got to be so apparently the barbie thing was like things haven't changed things are tough for women anyway it's pretty it's pretty cerebral uh, go see Barbie and tell me what you think about it. But look, yes, you need to be smart about who you connect with. Don't just connect with somebody who wants to connect with you. Like, do they actually have a profile that makes sense? Are they in yeah. your arena of profession? Mm-hmm. Like, don't be an right. idiot when you connect with people. I think that uh, verifying accounts is a is a, a good step forward for LinkedIn. I think partnering with Clear. Have you getting, done the Clear thing yet? I have. I have. Yeah, so me too. Getting some kind of verified yeah. help will help this process. Yeah. This is a big deal for LinkedIn. Uh, look, according to this, according to this survey, seventy-five percent of the of the respondents found that the relentless, relentless flirtations were too much to bear and either limited their use or left the network entirely. If you have a user base that seventy-four percent say they are mad enough to like stop using your service or yeah. use it a lot less, that's a major problem that that they need to figure out. So have harder restrictions. Put people in timeouts. Have better spam filters. Have algorithms like if you literally put what's your bra size in a message, 
that LinkedIn says, hey, wait a second, there's some potentially aggressive language in this message. Do you really want to send it? Like guys are dumb. Maybe the, you know, making them think like, oh, wait a minute, I said something really stupid that might offend somebody may decrease the number of stupid uh, messages and aggressive messages that go out. So LinkedIn can do a lot more stuff. And I'm saying like it's important enough to them. This isn't 2% of their users. This is a huge amount of users. Yes. And this is a blind spot that they need to cover. And I hope that they make efforts in the future to whether algorithmically, verification-wise, mm-hmm. education, whatever, that that this stops because – Clearly, we don't understand or comprehend how bad this is for women, and it needs to stop. Here's the thing for me is I don't want to see women leave the platform. Don't allow these assholes to drive you off. I mean, report them, block them, screenshot, shame them, do those kinds of things because – Without you in the workforce or in those types of social networks, literally, we're half as good as we could be. I think it's a stretch to expect women to shame men publicly on the platform. Why? I think if you're acting like an asshole, again, I'm not a woman. I'm not a woman. But like, I know. Does it open you up for like, oh, what a bitch, or way to go, Karen, or like, I mean, again, I'm not a woman, but I would think like, oh, it's much easier to just ignore, block. Get the hell off the platform. Can you imagine how many women, 74% of the women who are actually already experiencing that right now, they need to know that it's happening to other other women. If they see that happening, almost guarantee that you would actually have a grand a groundswell of other women saying that's bullshit. I mean, if they are if they are experiencing it, they need to know that somebody else is experiencing it too. Yeah, but most women aren't warriors like that. They just want to go on and network and oh, be like women are fucking warriors, dude. <laughs> women are fucking warriors. They just they're just they're just a much more silent warrior than our dumbasses. Most just want to like move on with their lives. Now, what would be interesting is if LinkedIn put out a like most wanted page of like douchiest dudes <laughs> on the platform where yeah. you could access and yeah. LinkedIn called out these people. That won't happen either. But that would be that would be a fun compromise, I guess. It would. It would. Stay on the platform. Yeah, don't leave. That's <laughs> don't leave. Don't quit. <laughs> don't leave us. <laughs> don't you some don't you us, quit me. Some of us are okay. Some of us are all right. <laughs> all right, Chad. So much for AI replacing Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> a New Zealand supermarket's AI meal planning app generated unusual and potentially dangerous recipes, including chlorine gas, poison bread sandwiches, (laughs) a mosquito-repellent roast potato. (laughs) Uh, The app created by Pack and Save originally aimed to help users creatively use leftovers, but led to unexpected and concerning recommendations. Yeah, you think poison bread sandwiches is concerning? Yeah. The app's terms and conditions state that users should be over 18 and that recipes are not reviewed by humans or guaranteed to be safe or balanced. They would be sued out of their lives if they were in the U.S. New Zealand must have much, much more uh, lenient uh, legal rules. Uh, and you wonder why I choose Chipotle. Oh, my God, I love Chipotle. Chipotle is my life. What's your take on this AI nightmare in the kitchen? 
Yeah, to think that T's and C's, right? The terms and conditions are actually like a get out of jail free card for for poisoning people. Uh-huh. That to me is is fucking ridiculous. Uh, I, I think it's about time we start performing QAQC on these large language models before somebody dies. Maybe I mean the the attorney that used ChatGPT for remarks and then got nailed with a fine because the AI hallucinated and made shit up. Mm-hmm. Should have been a shot heard around the world. So do your fucking research. You can't let these things around loose without supervision. And that's apparently what's happening. This is it's it's ridiculous that this could even happen. And again, we just talked about deal being a startup, so on and so forth. But yeah, they're not poisoning people. This sounds like the worst Brothers Grimm fairy tale ever. Like, which is serving poison bread and mosquito potato, mosquito repellent roast potatoes? <laughs> yeah, this is a real story. Look, the supermarket expressed disappointment and pledged to improve controls, emphasizing that users must exercise their judgment when using the app. Again, it's not our fault, people. We'll check it out. But uh, this is really on you guys, uh, part of this. Look, yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Don't blindly just do what the machines, the AI tells you to do. <laughs> Please right? God. Don't just don't just click, you know, serve and like the lawyer got yes. pinched. I don't know if he got disbarred or not. Uh, no, he should have. Hallucinations, <laughs> especially if it's something you're putting in your body or something you're putting in someone else's body. Like don't just blindly listen to the the AI. They're not infallible. They make mistakes. And this is a perfect example. This is going to make its way into employment and hiring and recruitment and retention. Some story like this is coming and I can't wait for it because it's going to be great podcast content. (laughs) Well, from one horrible story to the next. In Colorado's San Luis Valley, the clash Mm. between the demand for cheap labor and child labor protection laws has drawn some attention. Children as young as 12 are working in agriculture, especially in the lettuce fields alongside adult laborers, many of whom are Hispanic and Latino. Some Republican-led states have been seeking to roll back child labor protection laws, making it easier for children aged 14 to 17 to work longer hours and in previously off-limit jobs. But Colorado already allows children to work in agriculture. Child labor in agriculture is a concern with frequent injuries and fatalities reported. Chad, your thoughts on child labor in America? So the Fair Labor Standards Act was enacted in 1938. 19 fucking 38. So back in the 1930s, is this what making America great? is all about, I mean, child labor. This is from the New Jersey Monitor. Uh, Arkansas, Iowa, New Jersey, and New Hampshire have enacted legislation to weaken America's child labor protections at the state level and lawmakers in at least another eight states have introduced similar laws. Outstanding investigations, including the deaths of three 16-year-olds in Mississippi, Missouri, and Wisconsin, including... Uh, a Guatemalan boy who was killed working in a poultry plant, uh, a boy who was killed in a sawmill, mm-hmm. and one working in a landfill site. So people are asking here in our country and, and outside of the country, what is why is this happening in America today, in 2023, not 1923? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here's the dynamics that 
I'm seeing rich white people, white nationalists, let's say, don't want immigrants in the country because America is already estimated to be predominantly non-white by the year 2040. So, but the immigrants, which this nation was built on, by the way, they perform some of the most backbreaking jobs in America since the, since the number of immigrants will be lower. If we keep them out, we're going to need a workforce. So send in the poor kids. Iowa has the most radical new law designed to roll back child labor protections. It allows children as young as 14 to work in meat coolers and industrial laundries and teens 15 and older can work on assembly lines around dangerous machinery. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds should be forced to send her grandkids into these jobs first because I guarantee you nobody that she knows or none of her family are going to have kids working these jobs. Mm -hmm. Keep the immigrants out. Have the poor kids do the job. This is fucking ridiculous. And it, and it's horrible because it's the haves and have nots. So I have uh, farmers in my family, let's say. Yeah. Uh, my, my aunt, uncle, farmer, my grandfather. Very typical in Indiana Midwest. Yeah. And uh, I had two cousins. One was older, one was younger. And mm. both of them... We're driving tractors at around 12, 13 years old, like big ass John Deere tractors. And I was the quote unquote city kid who couldn't drive till <laughs> he was 16. So it was very odd to me that these young kids could drive tractors and, and work on the farm. Well, America has this rich history of like the farm, you know, the family farm, agriculture, Puritan sort of history. And in, in a perfect Puritan world, it makes it makes sense to let the 12 year old work on the farm, milk cows, feed the pigs. Like it's a vision of America that I think a lot of people have. Unfortunately, these laws have now been skewed and bent to allow non family 12 year olds, 13, 14, and younger to work on these farms. And these laws haven't been changed because it used to be, well, if you're working on the farm, then you could be younger than if you worked in a normal job. So, so the laws in a lot of these states are, are antiquated and haven't been updated. Uh, in forever. So mm -hmm. it's sort of a loophole that farm these, plus you have these big factory farms, the family farm of, you know, the olden days has mo mostly gone by the wayside in America. Look, we talked about how AI is a potential, uh, you know, mess of society with, uh, your recipes in New Zealand. <laughs> this is where AI and automation, um, definitely can help come into play. If machines are picking lettuce and crops, we don't need kids or adults to do the dangerous work and the incredibly hard work that's there. Now we can't flip a switch and automate everything. Farmers, mm -hmm. you know, live on borrowed money paying. I mean, it's a tough business, right? So it's not like they have all Fair. the money in the world, just buy robots to then start this. I think you need to have a balanced government, human AI hybrid increase immigration, legal immigration. I mean, stop sending, stop sending immigrants to Martha's vineyard and send them to Iowa you know, send them to Colorado and then <laughs> yeah. have a, you know, like, and then you need to pay them a living wage, like pay them, like have a $25 minimum wage. So they don't have to be in a situation where, where all, all the kids have to work because I'm not making enough money. If yes. the parents are making enough money, then the kids don't have to work. Now you're just making sense. Then they can go to school <laughs> and like be productive yeah. citizens. Yeah. And then also maybe increase investment or government, I don't say subsidies, but Encourage innovation around farming, uh, whether that's by tax 
tax breaks or, or grants that go into agriculture to create more um, you know, startups in this space. I think there's a really great sort of partnership between government, technology, and everything come together. Anyway, you get where I'm going with this. Like we all need to come together. I don't think it's going to happen. This is America. Shit's going to be fucked up. But in a perfect world, all these things would happen and we wouldn't have children working as basically slaves. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is a new form of slavery for the most part. It is. Well, and again, it goes beyond the farm. It's a sawmill. It's a poultry yeah. factories. It's the slaughterhouses. Slaughterhouses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it. these are things that were happening in the 1920s, 1930s, and we made laws to mm-hmm. stop this shit because kids were dying. And yet we're reverting back to that now. And we've got these assholes like in Iowa, this, this governor in Iowa who's saying, you know, we should roll all this back. It doesn't make any sense. Hell, Newt Gingrich said this shit years ago. Yeah. Well, guess what? Put your fucking family in, in those jobs. Yeah. As soon as you do that, we can start to have the conversation. Until then, shut the fuck up. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Chad. <laughs> you can't have your Chipotle and eat it too. <laughs> Let's end with a little football, Chad. NFL legend, Tom Brady. The mm. GOAT, TB12, is set to become a strategic advisor to your favorite Delta Airlines. In this partnership, Brady will appear in Delta's marketing efforts and assist in creating, quote, teamwork tools for the airline's employees. He will also share insights on greatness, resilience, excellence, and team performance. Delta CEO Ed Bastian expressed enthusiasm for the collaboration. Some fans have expressed skepticism about Brady's qualifications in the airline industry. Just because he throws footballs doesn't mean he knows about Airlines. While others noted his busy retirement schedule, including signing a significant contract with Fox Sports and investing in sports teams. Details about the duration and compensation of Brady's advisory role are yet to be disclosed. Chad, what do you think about this news, TB, and your favorite airline? Getting together. We just talked about Tom Brady buying like or buying into uh, a Premier League team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, first off, did you not see Welcome to Wrexham? You're buying the wrong side of the spectrum. You should be buying on the bottom, like Ryan and and and, and Rob did. Just just watch the just watch the show. You'll get it. So he did that wrong. And then now I think Delta's doing other than really just the the bright shiny face and having the goat to be able to take through the halls of Delta every now and again. They obviously have money to spend. They should probably be put, putting that toward uh, their their people in training and making sure that their shit's tight. I know as a as a Delta Platinum uh, kind of guy, it's fair to say you're a fanboy, isn't it? You're you're a fanboy of Delta. I, yeah. I do like Delta, but I don't like this. Is the stupidest way to spend your money. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to spend it, spend it on your employees who give better service to the people who are actually spending money with you. This to me does nothing for me as mm-hmm. somebody who spends a shit ton of cash with Delta. So from Oscar the Grouch, remember that story from I think yeah. United uh, as a mm. spokesperson to Tom Brady. Like airlines, <laughs> airlines have lost their money. Apparently, Uh, so this is messed up on so many levels. Like, when was the last time Tom Brady flew commercial? He's been flying private jets since 1999. Mm -hmm. How about the diversity message or the anti-diversity message on this? Like, was Serena not available uh, to at least maybe co-sponsor or co? I don't know, delegate of the company, Jerry Rice. I mean, I'm look. I'm looking at Tom Brady with Delta CEO on CNBC. And it's like watching an episode of Mad Men. Uh, like they're they're ready to head off to their two martini lunch, 
after the interview. It screams vanity project. It screams like, yeah. hey, I'm a CEO. I want to hang out with you know like famous football players, and I can't afford a team, so I'm just going to like buy you know the next best thing, which is a player. This is clearly feeding uh, Delta CEO's apparent man crush. Uh, yeah, wrong on so many levels. Uh, I like Delta for the most part. I hated the fact that they made me run through uh, Atlanta's <laughs> airport with you and almost have a heart attack. Um, but more or less, it's it's one of the better airlines out there. It's always there. a great story, though. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah, fuck Michigan because Brady went to Michigan. <laughs> the NFL is back, baby. Fantasy football is back. Yes. See you in Nashville. Rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. We, we out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. <laughs>